Forest City Church. Anyone and everyone. Hey, today, the team's going to come back up here in a little bit from now, but I want to give almost like a, a message of who we are as a church, what we're building. We've been, we were in a series last month and then moving into kind of the winter time. And if you looked out your window yesterday and you thought, wow, that's real snow. <laughs> I, I thought the exact same thing. I thought, oh, bummer, it's here. <laughs> but also it's like, you know, like any season, if you've been in the Midwest long enough, you know that this is kind of what happens. And then, you know, when the falls and the leaves are kind of like on the ground, you have to go out there and rake them or whatever you have to do. You know that this like thing called winter is coming. And then after winter, you know, one day, you know that there's another thing coming called spring. And in Rockford, it might be May or June. You just never know. I think the same thing, you know, for, for you and for me is that may we almost embrace the seasons that change in our lives, knowing that there is something coming. Even for you, I don't know what it is that you, know, you came in this room and you took a beeline to the chair that you sit in every single time. If you've been around, you know, it's like you have an assigned seat. I notice because when I'm up here, I see it. But there's something that like you had something extra that you carried. But it's almost as if like, may this be a reminder that seasons change, seasons go, seasons change, something is coming. May it be evident in your own life that there's a new season taking place. And I just want to speak for a little bit. And then again, like I said, the team's going to come out and we're going to worship again and we're going to close out. But I want to read from these words of Jesus. Jesus preaches this, this sermon. We, if you've been around church long enough, you know it, it's called the Sermon on the Mount. Basically, it's these, the most important sermon that Jesus ever preached. It was this Matthew 5 through 7, these two full chapters of all these different things Jesus is covering with his disciples, his followers at the time. And then he, he ends with these few verses in Matthew chapter 7, 24 through 27. I'm going to read it here from my Bible. And and it's as if, if these few verses did not exist, I think the disciples would be completely confused on what to do with what they just heard the last few chapters. We don't know if it was like an hour speech or it could be a two day speech, but he ends with almost, you could call it the grand finale. It was necessary to finish this message with these words. He says this, Jesus says in Matthew 7, 24 through 27, he says, therefore, everyone who hears these words, all those words that he just spoke, these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And today we're talking about the house that we are building. It's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had, it founda- had its foundation on the rock. And then Jesus does a counter little jujitsu thing here. He's like, let me talk about those who don't hear my words and don't put them into practice. 
says, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. You know, I'm looking at this story, this, these few verses that Jesus is ultimately preaching. He's speaking to his disciples. He's speaking to his followers. And he's saying, hey, a wise man is those who build a house on a rock because here's the truth. You and I know this to be true for our own lives, that the wind blows, the rain comes, the streams rise, life happens, right? Things are going to come against you that you weren't expecting. Seasons will come and seasons will go. Seasons will change. Times where you're excited, times when you're not. Good report from the doctor, not so good report from the doctor. And Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's speaking to you and I, even this morning, saying, hey, those who build their house on what? The rock, their house on the rock, the foundation that matters the the, the most, the strong foundation. Even then, Jesus would know exactly who he's talking to because he would understand that they would understand exactly what he was saying because there has been times where people would have been building their houses on sand because it's so much easier and quicker. And Jesus is beginning to teach. He's saying, hey, you know what, how important this is, what the significance is with this message, is that those who dig so deep to find the foundation, even in that time, it would be known that you would almost have to dig 30 feet deep to find the bedrock. You have, have to go so deep to find the actual rock to build your house on. And all of that time, all that effort and energy to find a strong foundation. This is what Jesus is encouraging his followers to make sure they do. If you're going to hear my word, you're going to put it into practice. You got to build your house on the bedrock, on a strong foundation. And that foundation foundation is who? The person of Jesus. This is how important and valuable this message is. This is how important and valuable it is for us to even understand what we're building, what the house is that you and I are building in our lives. Amen. And it's funny because this idea of foundation, it's almost as if like, it's not really the, the trendiest thing. You know, if you ever bought a house or maybe had to rent a place or wherever it may be. It's not like you ask the realtor before they show you the kitchen and the bath and the nice living room with the, you know, uh, uh, open concept or the natural lighting. You're not like, Hey, before yeah, I know the house looks nice. I need to go way deep and find out this foundation's strong. Unless of course you've had some trauma in your day where you've had like a house with bad foundation. That isn't really the first thing you ask for. You're not really that all that concerned with how strong the foundation is. You know, this is what home inspectors are for. So it's good. But when you walk into a house, you want to see if it's everything you like. Can I cook in this kitchen? Is there enough room in this living room or this bathroom? Are the fixtures really nice? If you're a good husband, you say, whatever the heck she wants, I'm going to get. She likes it. I like it. Happy wife, happy life. It's cool. We're not all that fixated on how beautiful the foundation is. And yet... It's incredibly necessary to have what? A strong, solid foundation. This is what Jesus is finishing this massive sermon with his disciples. He's saying, hey, those who build their house on a rock, all the windstorms will come and yet you will not fall. And then he compares it and says, and those who don't, those who just do a quick thing, build it fast and move on, It's going to sink. It's going to fall. It's going to crash. It's the house that 
we're building. I'm going to speak to some things, even when it comes to us as Four City Church this morning and want us to catch. You know, I want to go back to almost like the ancient original followers of Jesus, the very first followers of Jesus. I don't know if you've ever done like the 23andMe or the Ancestry.com thing and you find out like who your ancestors are and then their ancestors and their ancestors. You go way back and maybe for some of y'all, you're like not really proud of those ancestors, but that's all right. Or you begin to like find out where you actually, your, your true heritage is and where you came from. Today, I want to talk about in a sense where you and I come from when it comes to the first followers of Jesus. We see them in Acts chapter two, gathering together. I'm going to read this and it's going to be on the screen as well. It says this, they, the disciples, those who were following Jesus, practicing his words, listening to what he has to say, following Jesus with everything they had in their lives, building their life on what? The rock, building their house on the rock, building their house on Jesus. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. These were almost like the first disciples of Jesus, devoting their lives to building their house on the rock saying we are following this person. We're following Jesus with everything that we have. And then again, you you see this, like this verse in Acts chapter two, it's almost like this is what what the outcome was. This is the behavior that follows. This is the repercussions of building your life on Jesus. These are the few different things we, that they would devote themselves to listening and practicing the teachings of Jesus. Like Matthew chapter seven talks about those who practice and listen to the teachings of Jesus, their house would be like a house built on a rock. Verse 44 talks about that they stepped into community. Here at Forest City Church, if we are actually looking back at the ancient scribes, the ancient followers of Jesus, the ancient texts and seeing that's how they followed Jesus then, I wonder where my life lines up today, now. Am I actually hearing and listening and practicing the words of Jesus in my life? And with that, am I stepping into community? If you look at the the original followers of Jesus, that they stepped into community. So for us as Forest City Church, like I said, I'm going to speak into this congregation, this church, our church today. Because here's the truth. Even when it comes to like all the different things that we do, we, you and I, are building what's happening here at this church. And this is why we gather. This is why I challenge all of us when it comes to walking into spaces like this, that maybe not just quickly beeline to the coffee and beeline to our seat and not look around the room once in a while. Maybe begin to kind of like look and lock eyes with the person to the left and the right of us, behind us, in front of us, begin to say, hey, this is our church. We're building this thing together. May we actually reflect what early Jesus followers were beginning to do as they devoted themselves to these things, then devoting themselves to community. This is why we challenge all of us on Sundays or on when we have sports havens, whether you even play sports or not, trust me, those who show up, they don't really play. They just play. 
But what's happening is that they're like, oh, I'm finding like community. This is what the original followers of Jesus were doing. This is how important it is. Those who build their house on a rock, they actually devote themselves to community, to worship nights and to prayer nights. They begin to serve one another, devoting themselves to one another, serving one another, finding ourselves not just sitting in our plush, nice, fancy blue chairs each and week. And I hope that you hear my heart this morning. Keep coming, keep hanging. But my prayer is that there's something inside of us that says, oh, I'm a part of building this thing together with those who are around me, whatever that may be, that I begin to step into serving one another, whether that's greeting on Sundays or getting the coffee ready or making sure baskets are passed properly or our traffic team, people don't get run over out there. I'm saying, man, I wanna know what it is if I'm a follower of Jesus. And I look at the original followers, the first followers of Jesus, what they did, man, they stepped into building a house that they serve one another in. Amen? Began to serve one another. They broke bread in homes. I love hearing the stories of those who are here that you've actually taken time and you've broken bread in homes with people at your church. You're like, hey, why don't you come over for a meal? Why don't you come over and watch the game? Why don't you come over and just hang out? Whatever that looks like for you, you begin to break bread with one another in your homes inviting people into your space, making room at your table, and then devoting to prayer and to worship. Earliest followers of Jesus were devoted to prayer, devoted to worship. Like I said, this isn't just us singing songs because it sounds good and we should do that. But as we look back, so then we can look forward who we are to become, the house that you and I are building is a house that's devoted to worship and to prayer. Why? Because Jesus says it. He says those who build their house on a rock, this is the outcome. A community that does all these things, practices these things. And what's amazing and beautiful when you read this scripture, when you read this story, they would gather together and they were always in awe and wonder of all the things that God was doing in their midst. Friend, when's the last time that you were in awe and wonder of what God is doing? Not only in your life, but what if it was like you step into community, you step into relationship, you step into serving one another, and now you're able to actually see the awe and wonder in someone else's life, and that begins to create awe and wonder in your own life. Because God is doing something amazing and beautiful in their life. Man, I can't even express how incredible that is. But all that takes place when we are in community with one another. Awe and wonder. And then it talks about that they were experiencing miracles and healing and wonders every single day. And because of that, God was adding to their numbers daily. Daily. First followers of Jesus, they took these words in Matthew chapter 7 after the Sermon on the Mount, this amazing long speech, Jesus says. Therefore, those who listen to these words and put them into practice, it's like a man building his house on a rock that when the storms come, you will prevail. And this is what the early disciples were taking into practice in their own life. And then doing it with one another on a daily basis. And God's miracles began breaking out amongst them. What would it look like if that was us? What would that look like if that was Four City Church on the daily? Don't don't you believe that this actually can happen? Can you imagine, isn't this the thing that you and I actually delight for, long for, desire for, 
that there be a church, a community of believers that doesn't just come and sit in our chair and then leave, but we actually begin to see like, oh, there's more people in this room lifting up the name of Jesus. The miracles that took place in their life can actually happen in mine as well. Come on. Because we are a people who are building our house on what? The person of Jesus Christ on every single day of our life. Putting into practice what he has to say. Putting into practice of what he has already said. And we're beginning to live that life that even these early believers were living. Is this not the house that you and I desire? We're just singing about it earlier. This house of what? Miracles. A house of worship. A house of prayer. A house of healing. May I take a moment to speak life over this house, to declare things over this place and over your life that this would be a house of miracles. This would be a house of worship, a house of prayer and healing, of hope and grace, of generosity, of reconciliation, of equity and equality, that there would be first starts and fresh beginnings in our lives on the daily. I know there's some nodding heads in here, but I'm needing some energy in the space because I'm not just up here talking. Listen, friends, this isn't just like, let's do church and check the box. If you're a first, second, third time visitor, we're so grateful that you're here. I pray that you walk into a space like this and miracles begin bursting out in your own life. That actually things that you've been praying for and thinking of and having these deep thoughts, even in your car ride over here, that something inside of you says, man, I have to get to the house of the Lord because there needs to be some freedom in my life. And I don't want to just do church. I don't want to just pull up to 1280 South Alpine Road and walk in and be like, where are the donuts? Can a miracle break out? Can some healing actually take place? Can I walk in this place one way and walk out free? Can that happen? Because we're looking at the ancient text. We're looking at the ancient people, the first followers of Jesus, and they're saying, hey, I'm breaking bread. I'm going to serve one another. I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus. I'm going to believe. Signs and wonders will break out. Why? Because Jesus is the person we're building this house on. Because you and I both know We don't walk in this room because it's just like convenient on a Sunday when it's cold out. Cuddle up at home. We're coming in here because we're saying, we're believing, man, there's something at the house of God, the house that this place is building that I'm in need of. And shoot, my neighbor needs it too. And my friend needs it too. And my coworker needs it too. Because there's been a moment that when I say these things, a house of miracles, you needed a miracle at one time. A house of hope, I need some hope right now. A house of healing, I'm in need of some healing. A house, a place that we set tables that you and I can sit at. Will we get it perfect? No. Impossible. Why? Because I'm here and you're here. (laughs) Because there's humans involved. We're not going to get this thing perfect, but I pray that we begin to look at the person of Jesus on every single day of our lives and say, man, this is the person we're building our house on. This is the rock. This is the foundation. Will it take a lot of time to build that foundation strong? Yes, this is why it was so important for Jesus to say, hey, those who are building their house on the rock, and those people have been like, uh-oh, I build houses on sand. Are you trying to say that when that windstorm comes, it's gonna take out my house? Probably. But if I put the effort in, and I drill all the way down to find what that rock is. I'm going to build this thing on the solid foundation. And that's what's taking place. And we can't just kick back and chill and watch. Or begin to participate in the things that are, are taking place in our midst and in our lives. And we hear these things like house of hope and grace and healing and miracles. That you and I 
for generations upon generations can tell stories of all the things that took place in this house. Because here's what I'll say. If you've been around this place long enough, whether it's Four City Church, or you've been a part of this house where underneath these carpet tiles, there's names that some of you wrote when this building was first being put together. Names of people you're believing that would come to know Jesus. And for some of us in the room, maybe you're actually like on the edge of just saying, yeah, yeah, I might go somewhere else. It's not a house of healing, miracles, and all those things anymore. Friends, let me just declare this, that the best days of this place are ahead of us, not behind us. But may I say this, we are building that house with one another under the name of Jesus. And it was referred to earlier, but Psalm 127 verse one says this, unless the Lord builds a house, those who build it labor in vain. We are committing our lives to what? Jesus building his house and we are co-laborers with him. Even Jesus in John chapter 20, he says this to his disciples after ascending or after resurrecting from the dead, he, he meets with his disciples for one of the last times before he ascends on to heaven. He says this, hey, the disciples seeing the master, Jesus with their own eyes were awestruck. They were in awe of Jesus. Jesus repeated his greeting. He says, peace to you. And he says this, just as the father sent me, what does he say to his disciples? I send you. God's building his house. We're co-laborers with him. But Jesus is saying to you and I, I'm sending you. What would it look like if you and I lived a life that was sent? We lived sent out lives. In all the spaces and places that you and I occupy, that we begin to live sent lives, that we actually believe the words of Jesus when he says, I'm sending you. I'm calling you. And all the flaws and all the questions and all the hurts and all the pains and all the good times and all the low times, I am choosing to send you to build a house, to fill with miracles, fill with my presence, fill with hope, fill with grace. These are the things that we are declaring that we will see and experience house of miracles, house of generosity, restoration, reconciliation, as we're building on the person of Jesus. Amen. I close with a story and the band's going to come out. We'll go back into this song. Story of a wealthy man who has bought this house. He wants to fully renovate. And he's got a pretty big budget, so he wants to get all the way down to the studs. He wants it all the way, full reno. His friend was a builder, so he calls his buddy up and knows that he's been out of work for quite some time. So he says, hey, I'm gonna hire you to build up the house that I just purchased. I want it full rental, top to bottom, take it down to the studs. And I want it to be really, really nice. Builder friend says, okay, cool. What's the budget? He says, I, I got $200,000. 200,000 to renovate this entire thing. Like I said, I want it to be amazing. I want it to be great, the best. And I tell you what, I'll give you 12%. Whew, okay, do the math a little bit. Wow, okay, 12%. I can do that. 
I've been doing this for a while. I've been out of work for a while, hard times, but you know what? My buddy, the wealthy man hired me to be the builder. I'm gonna, I'm gonna build this thing. But then the wealthy man tells the builder, his friend, he says, hey, also 12%, but then whatever's left over out of the 200,000, you can keep. Okay. All right. I got some work to do. So the builder, the wealthy man leaves, the builder begins to look at some floor plans and just looks at all the different things he has to do and the work that has to get done in this house to make it all perfect for his, his friend, the wealthy man. But now knowing he's got 12% on top of that, he gets to kind of take and pocket whatever's left over. He's got a $200,000 budget, he starts doing the math. He's like, well, if maybe if I don't buy the expensive fixtures, save some money. If I maybe don't hire out certain different subcontractors, you know, I can YouTube plumbing. I can figure out how to do the plumbing and reroute some of these pipes. And when I'm rerouting these pipes, I'm not going to buy the most expensive pipes. I'm going to buy some of the old stuff, maybe some used things. You know, I got to save some money. Why? Because I got some leftover money in my pocket. I've come on some hard times. Electrical work he does himself everything, but he, he's able to do such a good job and patch it all up real nice because he, he's able to kind of hide some of the corners that he cut and some of the things that he's hiding. And there's no way he's going to be able to see this when he walks in. And then instead of choosing the really nice paint, he chooses kind of the cheaper paint and, you know, does that wall. Well, it's, at least it looks nice. It just isn't the best, but at least it's done. After three months of this work, he finally finishes. And let me just tell you, it was absolutely amazing. Now he cut some corners and he found some deals and threw that into this wealthy man's brand new house. Again, down to the studs. Now it's beautiful. It's all done. It's immaculate. Wealthy man comes in. And he says, wow, you did good work. Look how good it looks. It's incredible. Thank you. Wealthy man asks, well, how much did you save? How much is left over so I can write these uh, two checks for you? One, you got your 12%, wrote that check. What's left over? The builder says, well, I was able to save 90,000 bucks. 90,000. Well, good job. Okay. Gives the man the keys and the wealthy man says, here, here, the only thing is though about this house that you just put together for me, it's amazing, it's immaculate, it's incredible. It looks so phenomenal on the outside. It's great, good job. The only thing is, this isn't my house. It's your house. So all the time that you're spending cutting corners and finding the cheap fixtures and finding ways to do the work that maybe you should have hired someone else for all because there was another amount attached to it. You thought I could just kind of get through this and do it my way. And friends, this story isn't one to make anybody feel guilty at all. It's really hopefully prayerfully as it does for me, causes you to get excited Hopefully it encourages you. Friends, the house that we're building is not gonna be based upon one or two or three, four or five people. It's this entire place. Four City Church is not built on talent. It's built on the people that continue to be a part of Four City Church week in and week out. This church is built on you. And Jesus is sending you to build this thing well. Will it be perfect? No. Will we do our best? I hope so. 
So instead of cutting corners and not having all the integrity and not doing things with love and passion and care, may we become a church that says, I'm building this thing on the rock of Jesus Christ and I want to do this together with every single person that wants to say, I'm in. Will this be the house that we build? Just as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. Will you and I live a sent life? It says, this is a house I choose to build. One of miracles, one of healing, one of grace, one of hope. Because there's a day that you and I need it and there's a day that your neighbor needs it. And may that be true of us, that when someone walks into this room, nothing is the same for their life because they finally, for the first time, experienced what freedom is, what miracles are, what healing is like. And all of us get to jump in and be a part of that. Every single one of us. You keep occupying the seat that you're sitting in. Keep coming to Forest City Church. Keep being part of all the things that are taking place. But I'm asking and imploring and challenging, can we do this thing together? Amen? Stand your feet with me if you can. Some of us, there's this wrestling that's taking place of do I actually fully believe that this can happen? Because there was a day I saw it, there was a day I experienced it, there was a day, there was a day, there was a day. Or maybe you're saying, yeah, one day, one day, one day. We keep living in a was a day and a one day. We're never gonna experience the goodness and grace of God in our lives. Today it can happen. Yes, God is the same yesterday, and He's also the same God today, and He's the same God forevermore. So all the things that we once experienced, yes, let's praise God for those experiences. And then also let's say, oh, God wants to do more. God has better. God has best. And he's calling me to be a part of it in whatever that area means for you. Maybe it's extra generosity. Maybe it's a servant heart. Maybe it's a place where I can find a, to serve here on Sundays or in our youth or in our kids. Man, count me in. Why? Because we are building this house on the rock of Jesus Christ. Amen? So I'm going to pray. And the team's going to lead us back into this song. And I'm going to come up and close. I'm going to build this house on the rock of Jesus. Amen. God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for all the things that you're doing in this church. God, I thank you for all the new people who are here that are like, what in the world is happening? I don't even know what building even means at this place. But God, I pray the Holy Spirit, you do what only you can do. I pray that God, you begin to counsel hearts and counsel emotions and counsel minds even in this moment. Where God, if we believe that one day was good, that there was a day I experienced miracles, there was a day I experienced healing and restoration in my family and in my life. That God, those days are not over. Those days are not done. So God, we rest assured knowing that, Lord, you have more things to do in this space and in our lives. And God, we are declaring that we will build this house on the person of Jesus each and every single day. Come on, let's say amen. Let's sing this out together.